Hey, Steve. Hey, Chris. So what did you think about Astral Chain? Astral Chain. It was... I, I have some mixed feelings. I think overall my feelings are positive. And then there were moments towards the beginning where I was like, is this going to immediately dethrone Control as my game of the year? But then it sort of didn't. Um, <laughs> I guess on so, one hand, spoilers, Control is your game of the year. Oh, yeah. And I mean, <laughs> right now it is. So, um, I, I, I mean, I'll have, maybe I'll have some more time to think about things later. But, uh, yeah, so... I'm mostly mostly positive. I'd kind of put it in the same in the same wheelhouse as Near, the original Near, or Resonance of Fate, which you never played. I did not get to play. Didn't they do an HD? They did do that? an HD. Um, it's a lot shorter, I think, than either of those games when played to completion. Uh, it took me thirty hours first playthrough. Okay, I was below. I was under twenty. You were less than 20 hours. Yeah. And I didn't even go back and replay any of the original levels on my first run through. So I guess that that really goes to show the difference in our approach to this game. Now, I, and what... Because I spent, especially up until the first three quarters of the game, I was doing every, uh, every side mission I could find. I was exploring all the areas. I was getting 80% plus... Um, the clearance of the, you know, you clear out all of the red matter. Red matter. Yeah, I was getting high, really high clearance for the first three quarters of the game. The last quarter of it, I was kind of, I, I sped Even up. Blue a and red case completion. I was. I wouldn't. I mean, I didn't have perfect blue and red case. I don't even. Yeah, you know, I still did a bunch up until maybe ten. I, I was mostly. I would say I missed. I missed a couple every time, obviously. I didn't do them all, but like I, I would, only, I was only missing two or three of each. I'm assuming you at least got some of the secret bosses and stuff, right? Oh yeah, I didn't do the secret bosses and all that. Those would be some of the red cases, though. Like um, in mission. Well, I'm not sure. Speaking of mission ten, I believe it was. Uh, maybe maybe that wasn't mission. No, that wasn't mission ten. Like I'm thinking of. There's one where you go into zone nine. Which may be spoilers, I don't know. Um, if you haven't played the game, you don't even know what Zone 9 is. Yeah, they kind of build up so. to that. But there's like big story point. All of a sudden, the game's trying to rush you one way. But if you go the opposite direction and go onto another rooftop, you can fight like two storm-based monster guys that then fuse into one. Oh, see, I missed that. Yeah. So, okay, maybe I did do a lot more exploring than you, which is one of the reasons it took me 30 hours, because... Yeah, I, I mean, loved that element of the game. I loved exploring and everything. Yeah, no. I, it's another thing where... I Again, I have... <laughs> I, just, I feel very mixed on this game. I have a feeling, because I've heard... Someone else, actually, before I beat it, there was someone on um, the Gamer Paired Discord that had beaten it. And they were like, this game doesn't know what it wants to be. It's too scattered. It's It would have been better... It was like linear arena combat and stuff. And I'm like, I'm the opposite. This game does yeah. a lot of stuff that I think provides what? variety, provides good, uh, better sort of pacing. So it's not like Devil May Cry where you're going fight to another fight to another. And the, there's brief exploration, but it's not really big exploration. And it's mostly puzzle based. Hold on. So this is kind of what brings bring me a little bit back to the comparison with the original Nier. Where you have you had all of these other things to do in the game, essentially you're fishing and farming, which this doesn't go quite that far. This might be the first game in a while, Japanese game in a while that I've played that does not have fishing in it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyway, so it, it sort of it's beyond just a you know being a platinum game. Some people might have expected is it is it Bayonetta or something like that where. It goes beyond that sort of thing, but I—I I feel like it just—it it ends up in an awkward place in the middle for me. It's not—I I love the combat, so I could have 
almost been okay if it was more combat focused. <clears throat> Some of it's hard to talk about without getting into spoilers. It is. It is. Um, so. it, it's just it. It feels like it's one of these sort of quirky Japanese games. Uh, it has some RPG-ish elements. It's got RPG elements. It's got some it's RPG elements. Pseudo open world in that you'll drop you in an, an environment that isn't 100% linear. There's a and, little bit of a city to walk around in and talk to people and do quests. And, and there's are there are I feel like there are sort of strong points in the the way that all works the way the the open world works like where on the one hand it's not like you portion can, world maybe portion, portion world works. Yeah. where yeah on the one hand it's not a true open world where you can explore any part of the city anytime you want um, but then within that little bits of exploration you get sort of connected stories you get stuff like the cats yep um, you're part of your you get to there's stray cats. And there's different things that you can do to sort of wrangle up stray cats and bring I can't them back. find the one in the first mission. Like, I played that today and I got S plus mm. ranking. Because, I, I, like, today I decided, okay, let me try doing... Well, let me get myself a little bit back into the mood of the game here. And I played the first mission on Platinum Standard. Um, got an S, rank, S plus rank and everything like that. And I found all the hidden items and stuff. Because it's not a very long level. Except I have no idea where the stray cat in that level is, but there's definitely one in there. Because there's like a, a, an order, which is kind of their achievement system, for finding the cat in file one. So I'm just like, where is the stinking cat? It's in the motorcycle part. I don't think so. Because <laughs> the only option you have then is to run it over. I don't think that's how you adopt a cat. That's, that's not a good way to adopt a cat, at least. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah, the uh, and then one of the ones, uh, the one I liked was uh, Carlos. Carlos was fun. Carlos was fun. He's this sort of very, like, holier-than-thou police officer. He's trying to be Cyclops or some kind of, like, Saturday morning cartoon superhero guy, cop. Right. And He's trying to be like, stand back, citizen. I'll handle this. Evildoers, no fear, for I am near. Yeah, Carlos like is here uh, to unravel the conspiracy and bring yes. evil to great justice. Uh, so and yeah, you run into him occasionally through different levels and stuff. And, and it was it was a cool little. It was like they have some nice little threads like that, um, which it kind of feels like you might expect it to feel in an open world game. It's where, got good world building. Yeah. Astral Chain definitely has good world building and that that's one of the reasons I like some of those moments where you get to live in the arc a little bit, where you get to be a cop and see that's that's the funny thing. Like for me, all those things you're saying about in the middle, I feel like for for me, Astral Chain is a game that doesn't necessarily feel like another game. Even though not only can you pull in all kinds of like recall all kinds of influences, but there's influences specifically in Platinum's back catalog. You have a little dash of Metal Gear Rising in one mechanic. Um, uh, right, the yeah, right stick, those. the right stick stuff is very reminiscent of Wonderful 101. You have the dodge mechanic, of course, of Bayonetta. But then they throw additional elements in there that are unlike all those other games. And because you're doing, and of course, there's even you can even view it as like the the quest system from Nier Automata. And of course, you yeah, can tell looking true. at the walking animation that this is definitely built off Nier Automata, uh, Automata Tech. But, um, and oddly enough, as my buddy Joey on the Discord server uh, caused me to look more closely at. The, the folds of the, at the very least, the female character shorts are actually very dynamic. It's not like just a texture. It changes and like folds and unfolds in real time, I guess. So it's like, I played the male character, so I didn't really pay attention to that. Yeah, well, I'm a lonely pervert, so. <laughs> you know, I almost like, I, I, don't, I don't know. The way the story goes, it's, you know, you get the choice to play and... The, yeah, you get a choice between male or female, but the other one is always your sibling. Right, the other one is, and, and that person 
you know, has a, an important part of the story. I, I, I don't know. The story is the weakest part of this game, hands down, easily enough. Like, again, the world building is good. The story feels, in some ways, the story feels like they had to truncate an awful lot of stuff. Because part of my issue is like, oh, so, like, like to, to, to reference earlier, mm -hmm. the reason why I don't consider going to Zone 9 too much of a spoiler is because the level before, they bring it up and they start talking about it. And it's like, oh, this is clearly an important location we're going to have to go to eventually. And then that's the next level. You go right there. Right. And then you run into a situation where, that, that I won't spoil, but you run into stuff where it's like, oh, this is going to play out in some major way. And then it's like, Not really. boom, like it plays like, out. Boom, it plays it's out, out right it's done. Now. Yeah, and yeah it's, that was that was something that was a little frustrating with the, with the, the story delivery where it... You feel like it's gonna, it's got, it starts sort of, it's like, oh, it's starting a thread and that's gonna lead somewhere. And then either it sort of trails off or it immediately happens. Yeah, or when they're, I also feel like, especially some of the latter missions, it's like, okay, now we're not going to involve any of the other neuron officers at all because we're just, we, we gotta focus in on this stuff even though when you think about the structure of some of the last levels they probably could have handled it a bit differently and involved some of those other like Jin and right. Alicia like it's like yeah whatever they're, they're they're back over here but we're gonna focus on these characters it's like okay I guess but yeah it's it's it, it is one of those elements where the the manner in which the story is told could use some work, even if it's got moments of well-produced and directed anime bullcrap. Yeah, like there's a lot, there's a lot of that I, there's a lot of good raw material in there, I feel like, but it is sort of, yeah, the assembly isn't so great. So when you, when you put it all together, like, what's an example? I, uh, so you have, for example, without giving too much away, um, so you have the sort of the main protagonist or antagonist of the the chimera and it's sort of this mysterious thing and then they basically like in two sentences explain exactly what the what the chimera is and what's happening and then they sort of shift to a, what was would seem like a secondary antagonist who is really maybe secondary to the real antagonist and nobody's motivations are clearly there's like three, laid out three or four phases of villain going on right there's multiple things and and sometimes it feels like if everyone just like sat down at a table and talked this out maybe we could like stop stabbing each other or something. <laughs> well, I mean that—that—that's just so many conflicts altogether. It, like, how how many TV shows, like be they Jap Japanese or American or whatever, have you watched and been like, if you people were just shut up and actually talk to each other, you'd realize that you don't need to die and kill each other and all this other awful stuff. But well, just especially the like, I, I, I yeah, I just. Well, the, the motivation. I, th yeah. I think this one, the big bad guy, clearly had a vision in his head that wasn't going to work out. So there's yeah. no talking to him, but yeah, and it's like I felt like it needed something. The, the ending. I, mean, I guess they're setting it up for a sequel and, and whatever else. Um. There were a couple of things I would have liked to have seen in the ending that I think would have have tied things together better. Um, They've clearly left it open to be a franchise, and I remember there was like a big news, like like people just spreading the headline. It's like, oh, Greater Astral Chain wants to make it a trilogy or something. The guy's like, no, what I said was. There's enough that we could make it a trilogy, but let's see how well it sells first. Yeah, let's like, see how well it sells. Let's see if so. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, let's, let's just let's break it down real quick. So, the combat. 
the combat is good. Yes, the very combat good. The is, combat is great. One of the reasons that I really like the combat is it's actually a bit more accessible, which is funny because the very concept of it, I was worried about being like awful at the game because like okay, I'm not only just controlling my character. I'm controlling another character kind of a deal. But right. But for the, the most part, you're controlling the secondary character through timing. That, yes. That when do I time this attack? And then where the... Very rarely do you need to use the secondary abilities under duress. Um, like, there's there are certain enemy types. Um, so, like, for example, the slash. The sword. The, oh, yeah, yeah, The yeah, sword yeah, yeah. guy has a slash. So the only there are certain enemy types you need to use that. Oh my goodness! In in traffic, sort of. You know what I forgot about, and really I wish I had better used more of because I especially loved using the Sword Legion. There was a while there where regularly in combat I was using his ability in slowing time to get enemies that would attack midway, and you could stun them. Uh, like you can like like, and they explain it really in the beginning of the game when you're first training with it. Like half, like if an enemy is swinging, you will see its limb like highlighted and all the the stuff, and you can line up and slash at it, and that just puts him in a temporary stun, which is a perfect moment to start doing all kinds of other stuff. But yeah, well, but the game never. I think what I like is the game never makes you do that. Where I feel like no. a lot of times these sorts well, of well, there's except for a except for enemies. those. Those are the enemies that, that tether and shield an enemy, where yeah. then you need to either and that's slash not the it only, or shoot. That's not the only one. Like, there's some, the hound dogs gotta dig them up, right. the arrows gotta shoot them down. Right, but for the most part, you don't, it doesn't force you to constantly be using some of these abilities that, that are a little bit, that sort of take you out of the standard control set. Yeah. Um, too much in combat, which I liked. I it was it was a good balance because yeah. it also made it, those moments feel a little bit tense, where I'm pulling out the sword legion to use the slow down slash thing to sever a connection between a one le or one chimera that's protecting another yeah. chimera. And it's it, it felt really good, um, but you're also vulnerable. You're right. You're a little bit vulnerable there. I, I really I. I'm not always the best at timing things in, in these sorts of games, but I felt like I really got a good handle on on getting all the timing attacks, and then as you upgrade your legion, you can double you it up. You increase more times, you can double it up. Because yeah. there's like, oh, you auto-bind on the enemy, then you can instantly launch to more powerful attacks. And that, that is what it mostly is. It's it's kind of a... Rap, like. And also because your character is not a, pardon me, your character is not a fancy martial artist warrior type. Your character is, just, is, a, is a cop. Yeah. You're not superhuman necessarily. You're just a cop. So even though you can do this crazy anime bullcrap, you're not Bayonetta. You're not Dante uh, from yeah. Devil May Cry. You're not Nero. So you don't have these crazy like punch, punch, kick, kick, punch, kick, punch. Right, it's just like you've got yeah you just hack 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 um, yeah, at an yeah. enemy you got three types of weapons and you hack 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 at an enemy enemy but that's big that 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 frees you then to focus a lot more on okay what am I doing with my legions and what am I doing with them because like by the end of the game I was getting into regular patterns of you know unleash the arm legion just let them like just let them off the chain. So right. you can just pummel something, uh, quickly switch to axe to give me a shield, and then switch back to sword to give him the whirly blades and just send them out into uh, everything. And if um, the arm legion like goes back, then I swap back and do the same thing with the arrow legion. Like he had wanted to go off the chain and just start attacking. Right. Stuff. So it's like yeah. you have all these different options that changes the nature of it, um, while still having a little bit of that hack and slash element. Um, you still what. What I will say about the combat is some environments and some com like scenarios, the camera wasn't always friendly. Yeah, the, the camera really killed me in a couple spots where like I couldn't see. It's usually aerial enemies that it's the problem. Yeah, I couldn't see like oh, I've got a finisher up. I couldn't see it because the camera was crap or something like that. Yeah, or you um, know that that can make things a little troublesome. Troublesome. 
And there was, oh, what was the other? Oh, just sometimes I feel like there's just way too many enemies to deal with. But I think that's something, again, that you have, because um, part of it is getting used to it. See, I, I was big. I never really felt like I had too many enemies to deal with, uh, and that might that might just be a stylistic thing. The way I like to I like to fight in those sorts of games, maybe where um, maybe outside of one or two sequences at the very end of the game, well, where okay. it felt like you couldn't more that it became tough to because your legions on the battlefield. There's all these enemies. Then there's yourself. And you're trying to keep track of all these things. And sometimes it's like by time you, and of course the camera, that by time you're like, oh, I see uh, an attack coming, you hit dodge too late or something well, so, like that. So my, usually my strategy when the battlefield got crowded was to switch to my guns, stay on the periphery, and wait for my 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 sync attacks. So mm -hmm. I, I'd, get, I'd make some distance, send the legion in, then shoot, 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 sync attack, shoot, 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 sync attack. Okay, I was a little different. Um, and so, and then, then I would just, and then once I got them cleared out a little bit, then I'd wade back in with the baton or the sword to, to do some more damage. Okay, because one of the things that I always tried to do, because so many of my guys had auto-bind equipped, because that just, like, if you're in the midst of, like, a bunch of enemies, you can at least half of them get them out of the way real quick. Yeah, also, so we should note, I was halfway through the game before I actually used any of the RPG elements. Um, so you didn't upgrade anything? I had nobody upgraded. I had did, you, did you at least use maintenance on your... Okay, that's the word. Yeah, I was doing the maintenance. What was, what was up with the maintenance? If you don't do maintenance, then it'll slow them down and they'll be able to... Like, they'll have slower recovery of their... Which we call... Like, it, that is the only... Okay, that is the yeah. one legitimately bad design decision because they're trying to have a Pokemon-esque taking care of your Legion element. Well, but it's just like, like the worst executed because every time you got to go back, you got to like just pull the right trigger, bump, bump, bump. What it made me think of is if you played, um, you have, did you play, I don't know if it's on like this or any of the DS games, but on uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, it's you like, like pull out Pikachu and you like, you like, you use this, it was just almost the same exact controls for like petting Pikachu and scratching his head and stuff and so I'm like, well, what am I like what what am I doing here? Like am I So like, the original premise of the game was evidently they wanted you to just keep throughout the game catching more of these legions and stuff like that. And there's theory that one of the reasons Nintendo was like, why don't you just make it a handful of them? Was because why don't you just not make a Pokemon game? <laughs> right. And leave that to the Pokemon company. Like well, like you that's, just... See, that's interesting, because I, I, I felt like... So there were there were two things that sort of felt, yeah, off to me in terms of the presentation and design and whatever else. One is that, this is a, a minor spoiler, I guess, but it's sort of an obvious spoiler if you're, if you're 30 minutes into the game. The only legions that you get are the ones which had been previously captured and then escape. I have a... Theory about one of them, but let uh, yeah. So that's and then throughout the game, there's this this sort of screen that pops up when you fight bosses and new legions, where it where it always says and it tells you what it is and then what you're the supposed to do in like the that. name and, and and then it says extermination is your thing and then only for those select ones the five you get five or six that's five yeah five you get it says capture. And so it kind of felt like, wouldn't it be cool if we could capture some more of these guys? Yeah, and I have a feeling that, because if you look at the original design documents, they had 10 different ones, and instead some of those abilities were uh, truncated down to the five that you have. Okay. So they did simplify, and I think that honestly makes it a bit stronger. But again, you're right, like there, there is no... Like, even if you're not capturing it for your own use, there are ones that you're not... Like, you're never really capturing anything but, as you said, ones that had already been captured in the past. And that also, that felt a little bit weak to me narratively, where everyone just assumes that you're keeping... Like, there are other people who are well, capable of managing these... And everybody and just assumed, never gave them back? Like, yeah, like... No, I found that weird, too. It's like, well, we're going to keep... like. 
Because you were the only one that could blah, 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 blah. It's like, we're going to have you keep all of them. And it's like, wait, what? Are we sure about that? Like, really? Yeah, like, we never even tried. We don't need backup? Yeah. I, I... Some of it feels very, very forced. Like, they, there's there's a lot of stuff that feels very forced when it comes to the story. Again, the world seems cool. And there's elements I mean, of it that were cool that I liked, but... And that's the kind of thing where they could have they could have solved that with a quick cut scene where you try to transfer one of the legions back to its original owner and it doesn't, like, it doesn't no, work. Dude, they're like, unworthy compared to you. Or something somehow it doesn't work. And it's like, okay, so that we just we solved that. You've got all the legions now, but instead it feels like a plot hole. Uh we're not a plot hole, just like a Just something that they hand wave. Yeah, they're just like whatever, right. we don't care why. It's like, so, you have yeah. them all now. Everyone else is just a worthless human being. All right, so anyway, so anyway the combat. One of the other things, did you, did you play Brothers? The Tale of Two Sons? Yeah. I think I know where you're going with this, because yes, I did. Okay, that was another thing. I know it's in the... That was the game that I hadn't played the other one you referenced, I think. Um, mm. Wonderful 101? Yeah, I haven't played Wonderful 101. But so Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons is... You do a lot of things where your brother's the right stick, or right, one, one is of the, the right one's stick, the one's the left stick, stick, one's the right stick, and then you have to do actions where you get one brother into one position, and you do an action which then like whatever you pull the other brother across and things like yes, that. Yes, it was a very good game. Right? Um, yeah. So that, that's what the legions made me think of that sometimes, like when you're doing the platforming sections where you've got to get the legion ahead to and pull you across. That was another and, thing that I loved about it because it, it does have that Nintendo feel where it's like. Okay, we have all these abilities for combat. How can we use this outside of combat? And that's where, again, like, I really like that fullness of the game. Because the other person was like, I hate, I, like, I hated the platforming sections. And I'm like, are you kidding me? It offered so much exploration opportunity. I love that. It was a different kind of challenge. So, I, I would have, I would have, see, that's where I would have felt, in my, in my opinion, I had, a, again, I felt mixed on the, um, some of this stuff. I think the the astral plane in particular might have benefited from being monolithic. That rather than rather than being each time you enter the astral plane, it you enter in a totally new section that's totally different than any other time you've entered the astral plane. If and the astral plane had sort of been like a Metroidvania, where you you always are landing oh. in the same spot. And then each of your, you just unlocked the Beast Legion. So now you can sprint, um, you can ride the Beast Legion across the section that you were too slow to get across with your other Legion. You just unlocked the Axe Legion. Now you can break those blocks. So, whereas you wouldn't have a single unified, hmm. So that, that way you would have, you would have sort of had, I felt like the exploration would have felt more meaningful rather than just, you're going to explore you this and find an extra you jerk. chest. You got me wanting a sequel designed in the manner of Metroid Prime Echoes, where you have only instead of light and dark world, it's you know our world versus astral plane. And yeah, you it, it's I wouldn't call it open world, but it is that procedural world where yes, it's like okay now you've caught this legion and now you can go back and forth between the worlds and unlock new passages and routes and stuff. So instead of being the level-by-level level game, now here's the question, because Platinum loves their ranking methods and systems. Would they go that far with a sequel? Because one of the things about... You beat Astral Chain, and it is replayable. Right. Firstly, in that the earliest missions have moments where it's like, if you don't have later legions, then there's stuff you just can't unlock. Right. Um, stuff you can't access. So they want you to go back and replay levels with new legions and get new secrets and stuff. And they also want you to go back and replay it to get those higher ranks. Uh, yeah. Play on higher difficulties. I don't know what the ultimate difficulty looks like, the Platinum Ultimate, because there's casual, Platinum Standard, and Platinum Ultimate. I do know in Platinum Ultimate, if your legion takes a hit, you lose health. So, whereas in the basic, the casual Platinum Standard... You got two different health bars. You, yeah, well, health bars. It's kind of like a, your health bar and then your energy battery bar for the yeah. Legion. And if they take a hit, then it'll go down. But, in, I mean, in casual especially, 
I, I think only like once I ran out of power. Oh, right. Otherwise, I was really good at monitoring it, and most of the time in combat, I was able to get those finishers off enough that it just kept recharging over and over. I, I was probably a little sloppier than you. I, I, I know I definitely let my Legion down a couple times. Um, but even then, even with that replayability, because again, like other yeah. another feature of Platinum games is you play on higher difficulties and they remix the enemies. They expect you to play on the normal difficulty, unlock everything, then new game plus to a harder difficulty, so they can just put in late game enemies right in the first level. So yeah. Platinum really wants you to replay these games. They're designed for that. Yeah. Mind. And also... You beat the game and it's got like 70 some small combat oriented missions that you can just keep playing. Yeah. No, I, I noticed I, I, I didn't actually start any of those, but. Or. And if you, I, anyway, if you, anyway that was just, simple. Yeah. I, that was just something that, that, that kind of occurred to me where. I mean, maybe it was also because I was just finished with. went from control right into Astral Plane, where control. What's that? Astral Chain, not Astral Plane. Astral Chain, sorry. Um, where Control did a really good job, for me at least, of being this... Metroidvania, basically. It's basically, yeah, just like a really great Metroidvania where you... Or like the original Resident Evil. big space to explore. Um, yeah, it didn't feel like... I felt like I feel like people call it Metroidvania. It didn't feel like Metroidvania was the right world. World? Word. Word. It was, it was more like somebody took, or yeah, Resident Evil 1 and scaled it way up in some ways. I mean, Resident Evil 1 has a lot in common anyway. It's that, like, uh, someone on Gamer with Jobs called it like a procedural environment, like kind of a game where, or procedural exploration, because right. it's it, persistent might be better, because it's one persistent world. But there's a, there's a sort of this procedure that you go through where you enter a new area, you test its boundaries, you find the correct path for your current mission through the area, and then later in the game you find yourself back in this area, but now you've opened up new paths to get yeah. through. And yeah, I, I, yeah, that's Metroidvania. And I've got plenty of also. thoughts now, like having played a bunch of Metroid games, having been making videos on different Metroid games, I've got plenty of thoughts on... Right, designing a good one, and so that's that was something that I felt like there was a potential in Astral Chain, where you have this this whole thing where you unlock new methods of exploration and traversing the environment, and the game utilizes those in later missions, but. Outside of the replayability factor, it's a thoroughly linear game. It's a thoroughly linear where it doesn't, it doesn't. There's no place where I feel like the astral plane would have been the place to do that. I, where you took so like a half a linear, half open. Even if you had, even if you had, say, not one big plane, but but say multiple. Say there were like three different astral plane pockets essentially yeah and that eastern and you drop into different ones and then oh i'm back in this one but now i've got this guy and i can anyway that's just that's not a gripe that's just a, a place where i see some potential that was not borne out so anyways we've, we've talked about a little bit about the, the gameplay which we love and the narrative which we're a little bit lukewarm on again the world building is really good the world, really right, world the world building the world is cool I would like to spend more time in the world. Um, I think overall, I, I give this a pretty strong recommendation. I feel like this is a game that I want you, I don't know who you are, but if you have a Switch, I want you to play this game and and form your own opinion on it and think about it a little bit. And so I, I still give it a strong recommendation, even though there's a lot of parts of the game that I'm a little bit lukewarm on that I felt like could have been better executed. Now, as for me, of the games I've played this year and the ones especially that I've beaten, this is in the running for game of the year for me. But again, I mean, I put 30 hours into it before I beat it and I ran into secret bosses you didn't, so. So apparently. There's something this game was doing for me that it wasn't doing for you or maybe that exploration part of me, this found a way to appeal to it in a way that it did. Because clearly, it's not like you're against exploration, what with control yeah. and all. And 
stuff like that. But for for me, this was like hitting all the right buttons. It felt not like anything else I've played, at this, and yet at the same time, very familiar. Like it's not like an innovative game. Like everyone yeah. wants to try and throw that term out, but it's doing something new with stuff that we know. There's, works. And there's a good chance that unless you play every game that comes out every year, there are things that Astral Plane, the Astral Chain, does that you haven't done before. I'll give you, you know, yeah. I'll give you this. Uh, firstly, we are you have some whiskey. So I'll give I'll give you the, the 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 word slip, but also you went from control, which features the astral plane heavily, to, to astral, astral chain, chain features the astral, astral plane, plane heavily. heavily. So the, yeah, yeah, I, it's it's so um, but actually, you actually could have named astral chain control. Considering thematic elements and stuff, yes, you technically could have. It would have been a perfectly acceptable name for the game. Anyway, I, I was I was sort of doing that because I feel like we need to seg into the spoiler. We portion. do need the spoiler spoiler portion. So, um, yeah, uh, spoilers. If you don't want any spoilers, and now's the time to exit the podcast. But first, uh, www.ramblepack.com uh, as usual. I should have my new video up sometime this weekend. It's just about done. Um, it's more than halfway through, at least. And uh, at some point, I'm going to have my own write-up about Astral Chain on there. So, yeah. So, RamblePack64.com. No C-P-A-K, is it? Um, and spoiler time. Spoiler time. Okay, so. Spoiler time. Well, this is, so, this is where I, I want to go with this first. So, I feel like File 6... That's I think it's file six. It's They're the, kind of blending to me now. It's the file one where you go like, into sex to sector nine. Yes, that is. That amazing. is to me sort of like the perfect. Like if you needed one chapter of the story to explain what it was like, the astral chains beauty and flaws. I feel like it's really all well summed up in in file six, including. Why is this stealth segment here? Why why do we have a stealth segment? The stealth segments weren't that bad. They weren't. That that first one was actually worse than the second one, even though the second one's technically more difficult. But I think it's also because I'm trying to figure out, okay, how do these stealth rules work? And then there's just a one place. One place where it's like, what is the intended route here? Um, but Yeah. So so anyway, it's sort of the way that you you explore and the exploration to me was kind of like, it was confusing. Um, it was difficult to get around and you finally, you sort of finally get this place figured out and you you you, you meet some interesting new characters uh, that you think are maybe going to be important. But you think it's specifically, a, is it okay. Cause at first you, I was like, oh wait, are you talking about the whole game you were trying to figure stuff out? Or? No, no, there's just this particular section. And then like, it just all blows up. And like every all that whole area you just spent all this time exploring and learning is destroyed. All of the people that you were like helping bring them their lunch and whatever else, um, they're all turned into chimera and dead. Um, and these new all these new people, this new organism, whatever it was that you met, they've all been turned yeah. into chimera too. And, and this guy that you thought was going to be a big player turns out to be nothing more than a bit player. Right. And, and that kind of like, in some ways, just felt like a condensation of the whole experience to me, where it was just like, yeah, eh. it's like, oh, we're building up to something, and oh, you've already resolved it. Yeah. Which again, it's like Zone Nine. It's like, oh, you know, Zone Nine's where you came from. It's like there's right. mysteries about yeah, Zone Nine. Like, these- oh, so this is where we're going to be going at the end game. Oh no, we're going there immediately. Okay, so you go there and you're finding out this hermit guy's like, oh, he's going to be. Oh, okay. Well, it's quick to find figure out. There's a drug. Well, no, no, no. He's working with a person to yeah, bring in the drug. That person's evidently working with Jenna, and I'm sitting here thinking, oh, this is an experiment by the by the uh, the the Gendo Akari guy, the big bad guy, the um, Commissioner Gordon. Oh yeah, whatever. The his bad name guy, is. yeah, whatever oh, his name is. Um, he looks kind of like Commissioner Gordon now that I think about it. But yeah, he, like the, the, the human, instru- human instrumentality man, um, and it's like okay, so he's evidently running experiments because he clearly has this whole become his god shtick going. And oh wait, no, it's Jenna. 
Okay, I guess it's Jenna then. Yeah, no. They come it, as it, gods. Sorry. It, uh, <laughs> that that had to have been intentional, and I don't know if it's intentional on part of the localizers, or if it was like them being like, yeah, they come as gods. Uh, uh, but uh-huh, no, man, I need to play Near Automata again. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, I started trying to play that on hard, and holy crap! Um, but no, the 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 that, that again, that's where the story kind of fails because then it's like up. Oh, no, we got to rush into Akira being very unhappy about his sibling. And we got to rush into... Okay, and that, th- there you go. Again, like that that's a perfect example because, oh, who's the mysterious biker in red that's obviously Akira? Oh, they're letting you know it's obviously Akira. Oh, okay. Akira. Akira, yeah. Is yes, it, oh, okay, sorry. I, 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 I used to call the movie like Akira. Akira. No, I know the same thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I still call the movie Akira, but the, the character in the game is Akira. Well, it's because it's pr- correctly pronounced Akira. Right. Akira. Akira. So it's like, oh, okay. So they're just going to let you know right from the get-go. Right. And then, like, the entire method that they go about, because I thought he was trying to make us legions, but then Jenna's kind of like, because let, Jenna's letting you know, it's like, what is a legion? A legion is human. Sort of. It's like reprocessed data okay, yeah, like, from... I actually like that whole, like, that whole, the whole explanation for what this whole thing is, is that basically... A meteor what, crashed, firstly. I mean, oh, the, the... The whole thing started with a meteor crash. a meteor crash. Um, but the whole idea of, it's like, converting, although essentially slowly it's going to the universe and converting it all back into data. And that everything's just going to become data. Like, I thought that was a cool... That's a cool sort of weird existential threat that you will continue to exist, but you're just going to be converted into data that exists in this massive sort of quantum supercomputer in another dimension. Um, But then the chimeras are put together to be like enemies and grab data. Like it's not entirely thoroughly like it's like there's a whole bunch of stuff, but it's like, wait, does this actually make sense? I don't know. But yeah, yeah, it's sort of like, so what I was really hoping for, uh, okay, so, for you, so first, before we get too far with this, so I still don't entirely understand the difference between what Jenna was doing and the difference between what uh, Professor Commander Gordon was doing, where he wanted to fuse, his goal was a fusion of the legions and humans to ascend to a higher form of existence or something but then what's jenna doing she's like some kind of also fusion of humanity that ascends to a higher form of existence yeah, on one hand she was talking like there's no stopping it and on the other hand she was like no we must save humanity and stop yosef and it's like yosef yeah it's like, i it's like but maybe you both should die like i, I, I i'm maybe, not exactly on anybody's side here and then my, like, what I was kind of hoping what we would find out at the end, which it wasn't in the cards, was that the history of the Ark was a false history. And that the world is totally fine. And that it no, was... No, no, because I know something else that used something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've seen that one, I've seen that that's one before. That's an awful, that's an awful, awful twist. No. But then, Let's not go that way. But then it was, well, then you can do in the sequel that whatever happened on the Ark is unleashed on the whole world, for real. No, no, let's I, not anyway, do that. Anyway, you could have done that. I'd rather I, I'd rather the sequel be reclaiming the greater world. I would have liked that. Or there's another Because arc. you have bad taste. I do have bad taste. There's another arc. Well, I like, okay, okay <laughs> uh, totally unrelated spoilers. Which is but, why you clearly don't like this game enough. You have bad taste. Stop talking positively about the game. I real quick, so, so the game I compared to earlier, Resonance of Fate. Um, so it sort of has this out of left field ending. So the, it's another one of these there, the world has been destroyed by nuclear apocalypse and everyone lives in these towers to be above the radiation and the lower levels of the tower. Literal ivory towers. Are, you know, the lower levels are, where, are bad because you're closer to the radiation and whatever else. But at the end of the game, they just sort of show you that the world is actually fine. That the world outside spoilers the for tower, some spoilers for a game completely unrelated. That the world outside is beautiful and pristine, 
and it shows the main characters like frolicking in this beautiful, pristine world that was actually out there when, when mankind has just been holed up in these towers. And, and so I, I kind of, I felt like you could have had interesting things with that. But anyway, so that was not what the plot was meant to be. Well, then again, we'll have to watch the sequel. Watch for the sequel. And, if and there maybe. is one, yeah, we'll have to see what Nintendo does. Because um, I do believe this is a Nintendo published title. So. Right. So, I, I like the world. The way it, if you take the time, well, you took more time than I did. Did you find any of the other hermit uh, hideouts? Because I only found a couple. I don't know if I did find any other hermit hideouts. Where would you? Every mean? once in a while, there and one of the one of the levels where you got to guess the where it's like the th- six brothers and you got to guess. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is easy if you use the iris. Uh, um, I didn't use it for the first one, but for the second one, I was like, wait, no, 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 I did use it for the first one, because like, oh, we're going to do this, and then you can just figure it out, but then I like hit the iris, and it's like, oh, it gives you information about each one, so that's easy, um, use the iris to help, and then I, like their second game, it was very, so yeah, I like that kind of a thing, the game is like, we're going to give you a little puzzle to figure out, haha, and it's like, guess what kids, iris. Yeah, and, which is the detective mode vision, basically. I have electronic assistance to win. Yeah, so you get a detective mode that highlights things and other stuff like that. And in this case, if you hover over people, it'll give you like information about that person. Um, so it, it gives you uh, some clever and amusing stuff like that. Uh, but to try and remember back what I was even talking about... Oh, the, the hermit hideouts. Yeah, I think I yes. did. Yeah. Because one of those kids mentioned, like, oh, a holographic wall. So if you explore that environment, you'll find a holographic wall. And there's a bunch of hermit punks hanging out there that attack you if you get too close. Actually, and there's another level that has something like that. But there's, I don't know, I don't know if every level has a hermit hideout, but I know there's multiple. I actually did find that one. I just didn't know exactly what was going on at the time. Because you don't know what a hermit is yet. Yeah. Um,. Yeah. So, I think, yeah, this is where the, it leaves me with this sort of, these mixed feelings. We're like, yeah, like, that's that stuff is really cool. That was, that mission in particular stuck out to me. That's like the second or third mission of the game, right? I believe so, yeah. Um, as, being, as, as being really good and with, and really enjoying all the different aspects of it. Oh, one moment. And, you might hear what sounds like a weird scratch. It's his dog. His dog decided to join us and is now scratching herself a lot. Did you replace her flea, flea collar? We did replace her flea collar. Are you sure it's working? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Anyways. It's a dog. It's a dog. It's a I you know, I would have liked the game better if you were finding stray dogs. <laughs> I mean, I don't like cats myself, but I mean, I was fine with it. No, no, I'm just kidding. Like Every once in a while, you throw an empty can in order to distract it, catch it off guard. Yeah, that's how okay. you, that, that's humanitarian. That was something that took me like like a half hour to figure out. The first time I had to throw a can to distract a cat. The well, dude tells you to kick a can. Well, no, no, he does. But I picked up that can that was sitting there instead of the Then I had to figure. I didn't realize how to manage the inventory at that point because I guess I wasn't paying attention. So it no, took you me weren't. forever you to figure really out. Not. Okay, I gotta hit minus and go to the inventory screen and then swap a cannon for whatever else I've got grenade. One of the guys at the the, the, the station tells you all that. Okay, stuff. like what I was paying attention. Again, I I didn't I didn't upgrade anything for half literally <laughs> I might have actually been mission seven. So oh like more goodness. than half the game before I upgraded anything. No wonder you were playing. Well, I was playing on casual. I guarantee you the reason that it recommended casual to me was in that first mission, um, when all the like the the cars and stuff are crashing down to you. I was hitting the evade button and nothing was happening. So I'm like, I'm taking all this damage and it won't evade. And oh, you just use the thumbstick. Like that's the one oh, moment where you just press left or right, and I'm sitting here pressing the evade button. It's like, nah. Worked a lot easier. It was a lot easier on the uh, replay, I tell you that much. Yeah. But, no, I mean, for me, again, like the, the, the one thing, because we we're kind of short on time, and again, there's not really a lot of the story to really talk about in a positive way. And most of the gameplay, there's not exactly too many spoilerific things. Like, yeah. there is and there isn't. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, you're just spoiling specific abilities. 
yeah. you're not really spoiling much. I mean, again, it's like some, maybe some fights, like that one boss that is, it is Mission 6, in which once you come back and you pulverize the hermit guys, yeah. and the boss is just kind of cowering there, instead of chasing after the doctor guy, you go the opposite direction. Go back onto the right. rooftop. That's the kind of stuff that. I never do in games. Can, I'm always too, like, the same way I can never be the bad guy. Like, I'm always like, you know what? I'm going to play Mass Effect again, and I'm going to do an evil playthrough. And then the first well, time I get a decision, I'm like, Paragon decision. No, why did I do that? That's partially because in those, it's a choice between, I'm going to be reasonable and rational with you, and I'm going to punch you in the kidney. <laughs> like, I, I, I do like to punch the reporter in Mass Effect. <laughs> I always punch the reporter. So, are you playing male Shep? Male Shep. You sexist. <laughs> you absolute misogynist. I always punch the reporter. Um, uh, never mind, I'm not going to go there. Uh, but, anyway, but, um, anyway I, I just, that's the kind of stuff that I don't necessarily... That was, that was actually... Yeah, that was one of my... Like... You know, oh, like, man... It's a super urgent emergency. Like, oh, you better do something for Lappy. Uh, <laughs> you know, before, <laughs> before you do this or whatever. That's the thing. I always, I always went through the police headquarters to see if anybody needed anything. Yeah, I did that too. There's still some missions, though. Like, like, especially towards the end, it's like, okay, I thoroughly explored this area. I got everything. Why am I missing some of these red and blue cases? But... It is what it is. Like I'll, I'll, I'll find so I'll find them eventually. But no, like with um, one thing though that I wanted to touch on was because the very very ending after the human instrumentality project kicks in and you have to fight the the everything and Akira clones all go into the thing. Noah and after Noah Prime, yeah. I love the arc, Noah. And, uh, oh, yeah. Man, obvious. man, that's so subtle. But Subtlety. The uh, two of every creature and you're a brother and sister. Holy crap. Oh, uh, some of this stuff, it's like, ah. Uh, but anyways, regardless of that, the, um, the last decision. Symbolism. They the final decision. What did you do? Uh, I actually looked up what you do if you do the opposite, but I was like, okay, I'll kill you. Okay, I did the same thing. But if you, so firstly, what's cool is if you just say, if you say you can't, his old Arrow Legion. Her old Arrow Legion. Or, okay. Akira, Akira's old Arrow Legion just pulls out and is like, I got you, bro. And like, like you, you see your character is just sitting there like, no, don't stop, don't kill him, and you just gotta let it happen. Yeah, and, and I, I like the, the old Arrow Legions is like, all right, I'll obey you this one last time, and there you go, kills. But with the one that we got, because you've seen it, right? Like they, they have the one oh, moment that, where the Axe Legion flashes. It's a stronger Max. hand that there's there's. The, the father lives on in the Axe Legion. Because that's one of the things that I was wondering, because like, I think they mentioned something about there being something not quite right with the Axe Legion signature. They're like, it's your father's Axe Legion, but there's something like right. strange about it. And I'm wondering if, because of that whole data thing and the implication that Legion's kind of, well, Chimera's kind of come from people, kind of maybe, like that, because the whole data thing. So maybe it's actually it actually is your dad character, Max. Well, that's and that's what? that's what it's heavily implying. Because like, there's another scene where it like holds your hand, or, like or something. Oh yeah, you know, the first it holds your hand, and you have that flashback to Max, and it's like oh, ugh. and then at the very end, yeah, the way it looks at you, and it's like he's yeah, going to join you and killing your brother. I that you know? somehow sister that is <laughs> that um, not if you play it right. Yeah. I'm actually, you know what? I am okay with the concept that that playing the main character as female is the canonical version. For some reason, just having watched, I've done it and watched it from both ends. I actually think that's right. I think the the main character is supposed to be the girl, not the guy. Um, Which is funny because if you have the reversible box art, um, did you buy digital or physical? Digital. No. Yeah, digital. 
if you if you buy a physical, you get a reversible box art that's like half the blue and half the red, and the red is the female, so it's kind of on the opposite uh, okay. angle. But no, it, it, I mean most people chose the female anyway. I mean I honestly just kind of like the design better because I'm a I'm a misogynist pervert. So uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That was supposed to be a joke, and now you made it uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so, so any, anyway, yeah, there's just... I, what's there in terms of the the narrative itself is, is one part cliche, one part heavy-handed, and... I mean, the most I can really give it is I can tell they're trying to do stuff with thematic elements regarding partnership and unity, and yet unity is unity as individuals versus unity as one solid mass. Because right. both what the chimeras and the astral plane represent are unity without individuality versus what is earth and of course that's what yosef wants right like his human instrumentality right. is unity without individuality but there's a bit of a contradiction there because what are the legions you kind of remove that individual will hmm. so there's something to this that i think they're trying to do something and again like the names chimera what is a chimera it's one creature Made of multiple many things, of yeah. many things. Mm. what is legion legion is a true of many of many individuals like yeah it's it's like a, it's a unit of soldiers kind of a thing right yeah, that's an interesting with each soldier remains an individual versus the chimera where each of the elements of the chimera become one that is an interesting um, sort of the contrast, and so maybe that—that's sort of the difference between what Jenna was doing and what Yosef was ultimately doing, where Yosef's goal was that sort of like all of the legalis would become one thing, whereas Jenna well, and even then, was because he had to be a clone in order to get it done. Like he's trying to make this whole thing by making a clone of one guy or girl. Yeah, and then, but then Jenna was a, Jenna's solution was to sort of ascend while preserving the individual, I guess, but it's not really strongly demonstrated, I guess. But then that's what your character does, essentially, is when you get your, like, devil trigger. Yeah, which I... It comes so late in the game that it's... It basically is the last, like... You don't get it to the last level, basically. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, well, if I remember it. And there was one point I was at. Uh, I use it. I, I use it a couple times. I, I without having to be told to use it. No prime is who I use it on. No, no, no. I did it in one of the earlier fights, and then I use it on no. One prime. of the um, one of the fights where you're fighting a million Akiras yeah. is when I used it. But even so, it's like this is. The story is the weakest part, even, and that's the thing. They, it's like okay, I can see they're trying to do these interesting thematic elements. It doesn't make for a good story, though. You need the good story for all that, and it just felt weird. Because again, like, you, like, tell me you didn't think the same thing when it's like you know, you let him die or something like that, and it's like, oh come on, are you yeah. this crap? It's like you got your legion. It's like oh, shut up. Oh, and yeah, and just you know, the everyone's. I like the way the I need to prove I'm not a clone. Fight me! What, the uh, what, the what? pendulum, the way that yeah, the, the pendulum swing, like just the big, huge mood swings and it's everything like, else on every character. Like it's like condensing every season of Supernatural into a series of like game levels where one, one at one moment like your siblings are all, all like all nice and cool, and then the other moment they're completely irrational. Yeah. Um, I guess that's that's a deep cut. I don't know. <laughs> Ever watched Supernatural? Uh, I I tried to get into Supernatural. I never got into. I never really so, did. Yeah, so. deep cut in this in this case. Yeah, I know um, what you're talking about though. 
but it, otherwise, I mean, that's the thing. Like the story, the the platforming and stuff, I really liked because especially as time went on, it's like okay, you have firstly the basic moves yeah. that they all have, which is you know chain around a thing to find a hidden thing, use the jumping mechanics and all this other stuff, hidden platforms that don't last forever. <sighs> but then you have some of the individual elements that they all can bring together. And, and, and what I can't help feeling like though, this to some degree, is that in terms of mechanics and combat that the story isn't the story isn't just preparing you for again all of the either replaying the story at a higher difficulty and doing those like 70 challenges at the end that's almost like the real the real astral chain starts here when you finish the story and well, what I was hoping as well because I restarted it Again, like I played that very first episode, and I was hoping that first cutscene might reveal something new to me. The one significant detail revealed to me that is kind of blinking, you'll miss it, but it's still kind of obvious at the same time is Brenda, the doctor, her tablet has a little lappy icon on there. So, little small character thing that was fun to notice, but otherwise, I'm like, okay, so is this. Is this your character's sworn legion that you're seeing go berserk and then get captured? And Pokemon, or is this like the beginning stages of the Ravens and everything? Like, is this one? Oh, of those? right, right. And I, in some ways, I think it leans towards being your Sword Legion. Yeah, that's what that but was. But it kind of bounces. It can, there's elements that it can go either way. It's like I, I. So it's that that that's part of the thing where even replaying the game to try and get some story clarity. I think you'll get some world-building clarity with some of the documentations of, oh, photographing. I did not do that. I didn't realize, because like, I'm sitting here firstly, how, do you, how are you, like, what are all these things that you're supposed to get? And by accident, I photographed an enemy in combat, and it's like, oh, you unlocked this information. It's like, oh, so now I'm going back to just photographing enemies all the time. Nice. Um, and also, there are some, play, like, the, the weird, the tough part is the archives. Because there are some key locations in the world that you can photograph, but they don't like. Like one of them is the dump in like that late mission uh, nine, ten, like ten. Like there, there's like this area where you wouldn't think to ever photograph it because it's just a whole pile of trash, and yet it's a distinct photographic location. Hmm. Meanwhile, there's other places in that same level where like, oh well, this this has to be something, right? Nope. Nothing. Nope, nothing. So it's it's weird in yeah, that regard, but it's it's another thing to chase. It's another activity yeah. that you can do, just like and again, when it comes to marrying thematically gameplay and narrative and context, I like the fact that yeah, you could just go and you could help some kid with their balloon. Yeah, or a cop. Yeah, that stuff. I thought that was stuff was fun. You cross the, the street at the wrong time and you get docked on your points. Yeah, I thought that stuff was 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 fun. In there. I, I, oh, we didn't even get to complain about the boxes. Oh, the boxes. <laughs> I, had, I had blocked that out of my memory. <laughs> the it is such a small moment overall. Especially if you played the game for 30 hours. Well, yeah. There's the ice cream. And then I think what annoyed me. I think what, what made Random it, people just run into you. Yeah, the, well, it was the random people. I think what annoyed me, though, was in... I think it's whatever it is. File 8, I guess. Um, where... The mission starts out, and I felt like this was a bad design moment. And you do all of these things with your legions, like you clean up trash, and then with the bouncing box, you don't use your legion, and moving cars and whatever else. And what I felt like it needed to do was then, like, somehow relate that to the combat portion of the mission. Like, what carrying it, boxes. Well, maybe not carrying boxes, but for example, the rearranging cars, when they have you moving blocks around in the astral chain, I felt like they could have <laughs> done like, uh, maybe they could have done a puzzle in the astral plane with the boxes or something. I don't know. Something that, to make it seem like... there are There is block moving in one of those levels, but it's not to the same extent. Right. It's, right. Not, it's just a one-off little thing. Well, that's where I feel like the, the, the sort of these... These intro missions in a in a better we can talk about this later because it's already already going too long. Yeah. And what would be a better design game to me? The stuff you do in those intro missions 
would then feed into doing that under pressure in a in a combat scenario versus or solving a puzzle to get to the boss that like if you had done all three car moving scenarios you would be totally prepared for whatever you needed to do then yeah anyway one last question soundtrack of the year or no Ooh, that soundtrack is really good there but, are some competitors to it this year, but I'm really liking it because it's got a I lot mean, of variety. But control, control you can't get out that way either, dog. I don't know the <laughs> ashtray maze. the The song from the the music from the ashtray maze and control might uh, might just for me. Even though Astral Chain is probably the sound, the soundtrack was awesome. Yeah, I mean, I there there, there is a case to be made for the Cadence of Hyrule, but. It's I'm really liking this one, so... Lots right. of... Well, there's orchestral, there's the police station. Just the police station alone. But, um... Will you stop? How much... How hard did that whiskey hit you, man? <laughs> I like the... I actually like the way that... It does It does the thing where... Where you get the, like... Like, the low-key version... Of the of the track when you're say exploring the astral plane, and then and you enter combat, like, and all of a sudden there's like, and then yeah. and then all of a sudden then the enemies appear, and there's like Joe Joe Joe, Joe. I don't think it's quite that severe, but okay. Normally, normally when it's got, got the guitar, it's usually more in the or- orchestral parts. But anyways, that's it. That's We're it. done. Play the game. Play the game. For, despite its flaws. Yup, and have a good time. And if you don't enjoy it, then stop listening to this podcast because I hate you. And you're um, wrong. And you're wrong. Or maybe you're right because I told you to form your own opinion. Well, why'd you go ahead and do that? Why would they listen to this podcast if they're going to form their own opinion on something? I don't know. God, you keep screwing this up for us. My opinion is the only right one, and my opinion is that you need to have your own opinion. Whatever. All right, have a good night, everyone. Or don't. <laughs>